So let's everybody warm up, get to it. All right, so tonight, well, okay, so last week, curveball, whoa, five acts of worship, and suddenly a sixth act came out of the woodwork, and we covered fasting. So that was good because that was one of the premises of, you know, these like these five acts of worship that that we've kind of grown up with. Um, you know, are they really like the whole story? Right. That's that's kind of one of the questions that we have. And so, um, so anyways, we talked about that. So help me out here. We've done so far. We've done um, singing. I think that's how we started the whole series because we're talking about being on lockdown and how to sing and all that stuff with the government mandate that we couldn't sing in the church building. Um, and then after that we did giving, right? A couple of weeks of giving. And then we did fasting. Am I right so far? I think then we got to go into prayer. I think is what we said last week. Oh yeah, it was prayer because we said we we're going to do prayer. And then you threw the curveball of fasting. It was kind of a slider. Oh, yes, yes. The slider. It, yeah, I saw it coming, and it was right by my chest. Yes. Cool. Um, okay, so do you guys want to do prayer? Sure. Sounds good to me. All right. Who wants to kick it off? <laughs> well, hey, I would lead in with this. This this gives you time, guys ample time to look up scriptures. Um, this one is is interesting because i don't know if you will agree but when i when we start having this conversation about what are the things or the acts of worship that sort of historically traditionally we assume are kind of must-haves uh in a in a combined worship service you know where people are going to gather together on a sunday um daniel brought up fasting last week which was super cool but along fasting had its like best buddy and partner with it like in nearly every example we looked up right which was prayer and prayer when i consider it you know if we say along with those five things that we feel like should definitely be required on a sunday um if we think they should be required. Yeah, I'm kind of saying all these things on purpose. Yeah, I'm saying them this way on purpose. <laughs> gotcha. Intentionally, I'm saying if we believe that it is something absolutely must be done on a Sunday to be pleasing to God. Let me say it that way. Prayer is the one thing that I believe universally most would agree is a way that God should be communicated with on a daily basis. Right? It seems like this is the one that that most folks won't say oh no that's that's a sunday thing or that's just when we're worshiping or that just has like this is the one that hardly anybody puts in a box yeah that's my opinion do you agree it it, it does feel that way though oh yeah i mean this is like the one that like it's one of the five acts of worship because like how can you talk about god and be with a bunch of people and not pray <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense that you would not pray together if you're together and you know if you're in a bible study you pray before the bible study if you're you know before meals you're praying if you're with a bunch of other christians together you know as a group prayer i mean it's just like intrinsic into what walking with god 
on a daily minute by minute basis really looks like. Yeah. And even outside, if you had no one else with you, you would still, you would still be participating in prayer and, uh, or you should be, uh, I gave it away too soon, but, uh, it, it seems like this is the one for sure that, and I think about our conversation about singing, how we started getting a view of singing uh, whenever we were reading through Ephesians and Colossians in context of the chapter that it sat in, or even the book, where you you ask this question, well, isn't this a manner of life? Should this not always be going on? Don't you box it in by saying Sunday's the day, right? Yeah. And it seems like prayer is something where no one's ever boxed it in because it, it would it would seem that it's a just something that always has to be done. You are always needing to communicate with God. First um, Thessalonians five sixteen and seventeen and eighteen, um, and in the ESV it says, "Rejoice always." That's verse sixteen. Seventeen says, "Pray without ceasing." Eighteen, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so there's this, again, this this thought process, always having this attitude or always um, thinking about rejoicing and, and praying and communicating with God and giving thanks. And, and it says, like, this process, that's actually the, what God expects from us like this constant communication. It's pretty interesting when we start talking about like, do we think it's boxed into Sunday or do we think it's a required piece? This is one that I think just jumps off the pages as something that we're always doing or should be doing. Should want to do. Let me say that. Should want to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. I definitely agree. It's, It's not one that seems to get boxed in. Like the only time that really makes sense to pray is when we all get together for Sunday morning worship. Like, no, I don't think anyone really believes that. Yeah. And also, un- until Daniel jumps in, what we talked about last week when we were talking about fasting, you ended up with the same sort of similar situation. Like while fasting, the thing that was accompanying fasting often in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 5, um, fasting and prayer right? Like these things were coupled together. So even when we talked about fasting, we were still talking about praying, uh, even back in that discussion. Yeah, exactly. Even when we were in, uh, Matthew and, uh, I think it was Matthew and we were talking about when Jesus said, you know, when, you know, and when you fast, you know, and do it this way. And it was like, you know, clearly an expectation that they would fast, but that was right off the heels of, and when you pray, you know, like how this is how to pray, like just it's a given and it's it's grounding which kind of you know throw back to last week you know it's surprising to me that fasting isn't of more importance to us today just because it's so hand in hand uh something that works with prayer so well all right julian so i was thinking when you talked about praying all the time it was reminding me of the um, it's Ephesians chapter six, um, in starting in about verse 10, where he's putting on the whole armor of God. And so I'll kind of just summarize it. Basically, um, he's saying, you know, finally, be, well, maybe I'll just 
yeah, I'll kind of summarize it. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God um, so that you uh, may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly place. Like he's saying, be strong because this is like, this is crazy. There's a lot going on here. And, um, and then he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. And, you know, and he talks about a belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, you know, etc. like this whole armor piece. And then in verse 18, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, okay, this is, you know, you've got to be strong in the Lord. Like there's this crazy, you know, enemy out there, crazy enemy. You got to like put on this armor and then verse 18, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Like that's the bookend of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and it's pretty powerful. I, I like, you know, you were saying is the book in talking about how how we're girded up. And again, this is the grace of God that allows all these things to happen, right? All this armor and like all of these pieces that help us stand firm. Like the, the uh, was this having your girded, your waist with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, dot, dot, dot. 18 praying always with all prayer i love that oh yeah because it shows that no, no matter what we do in and of ourselves um the like the tethering uh connection has to be in touch and intact at all points and and we're always talking back to the father like that never stops and and if nothing else is a better example than just kind of walking through the gospels and uh, looking at how many times Jesus himself pulls away and prays, takes his disciples to a secluded area and prays, pulls away from the multitude, prays, get back, gets back to it. And it's constant, man. And this is, you know, in, in many respects, you know, without, w- without considering in full detail who he is, you might just say, Jesus, why are you having to do this? Like you, like you know who you are, but you're constantly in connection with the Father. If there's no better example than that one, like if we were trying to pray to God like Jesus did, I mean, whew, <laughs> you you would have to consider what would your prayer life look like. Yeah. How would it change? You know. Yeah, it'd be so intentional. Yeah, for sure. What was crazy too is you think about putting on all that armor. And then, um, you know, in the kids' classes and stuff like that, you know, they always, like, do these things with, you know, making armor and stuff like that, and it's always cool. Um, But I wonder, and I hope, you know, they probably do, I hope in those kids' classes that they conclude with verse 18, that they don't stop with the helmet and the sword. You know what I mean? That they they push through (laughs) verse 18. Because here's the thing. If you put all that fancy armor on, you know, which which is good stuff. I mean, this is important. Um, all the, especially as you know, described here in the context, um, you put all this on, but you don't have a relationship of praying all the time to God. I don't think the armor is going to do, do anything for you. Totally agree with you. Like you're going to get a bad arrow that goes right in a crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just not yeah, gonna, yeah. it's not going to do it by itself because like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole, a holistic view of what's going on. And praying is at the core of it. 
Yeah. And, you know, this, uh, I think a, a lot of what we have probably talked about so far has been like this one. It says prayers of, of supplication. Earlier, I think I was um, talking about prayers where they were rejoicing or they, you know, they they were being thankful. Um, these are, and, and so far, I think maybe even the pieces it's prayer for yourself. Um, but as I was talking about Jesus, the interesting thing is he, Jesus wasn't just praying for himself, you know. Sure, there were times where he did look at Jesus in the garden. He's praying for himself. But he had an active prayer life that went on, at least in what's recorded that we know that Jesus specifically was saying, even when he prayed for the disciples, right? So it is, there's this active piece where we're all praying with God to ha- as we're in connection with him. And then there's also, uh, you know, a part where we are constantly praying for others. And that's one thing that whole, like the, 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 the body of Christ uh, should actively be doing, praying for all of its members, you know, praying mm-hmm. for people all over the world in whatever situation they're in, praying for very specific needs, um, being prayers of thanksgiving for things uh, that have happened to different brothers and sisters in Jesus, you know, it's, and, and that really brings you great joy to even be able to pray with and for someone. I mean, knowing and having full confidence that the Father will answer, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if we really, like, had 100% faith, like perfect faith. How much more would we pray? I think that's why Jesus did pray so much. You know, that's why he's such a good example, because he knows what was really, he knows the power that he's praying to. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, we just think we know what the power is or, you know, everyone's in a different spot with it, of course. But like if we really knew the power of God, man, I think that we would, you know, we wouldn't be able to stop praying to him all the time. <laughs> well, that's we, we should talk about that a little bit more because, you know, people as people are listening, um, important to just rem- remind people or or encourage folks to maybe just go back and read through the gospels just lean into that you know Mm. um and and see how powerful prayer was and how diligent people were to pray um and then later i think the epistles they they help us what paul writes what james writes tells us how we should pray with all expectation that god is going to come through um right and and it's not and it's not a uh, a gumball machine mentality. Mm. We just pray for cool things that we that we want. Right. He's very clear in Romans that it's it's based on what is in His will. His expectation is also what aligns with what He knows is good. Yeah. There's something in Philippians along the line of the power of prayer that I think we sometimes skip over a little bit. But right at the beginning of the Philippian letter, Paul's talking about um, his imprisonment and how um, he's been, he's a, a prisoner for the gospel, but he's been able to continue to share the word and, and it has spread throughout the garden and everything. And that some people on the outside are turning this into an opportunity to attack Paul. They're using this as a means. 
But in Philippians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, Paul says, I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers Mm. and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. The prayers of the saints in Philippi, along with the Spirit of Christ, are what's going to turn this situation around for Paul. He wouldn't have asked them to do that, and he wouldn't have made that comment if he wasn't like if he didn't fully believe that their prayers had effective power to change the situation, make or rather to bring about the desired end of the situation. And mm-hmm. we see that with the church in Acts, right? They prayed, and the earth shook. They prayed, and and prisoners were released. They they prayed, and people were raised from the dead. I mean, like when we when we and Julian, you were talking about the the power that Christ's prayers had. The, Certain demons could only be cast out by fasting and prayer. <laughs> and prayer. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we we don't fully appreciate in the moment the power that our prayers have as they're being offered. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it is the most powerful tool in our arsenal in the spiritual fight that we're engaged in. Yeah. Amen. I almost feel like we should like go to verses that say like, look, see, this proves you have to pray, you know, go here, go here. But the thing is, you'll like have to point to the whole Bible. Like, (laughs) you know, like you can't get away from prayer. Old Testament, New Testament, doesn't matter if Psalms is full of prayers. Proverbs is like pray for wisdom over and over a bunch of different ways. Um, Like uh, like a woman yelling at the street, pray for wisdom. Like uh, like someone trying to get your attention, like desperately get your attention, like. You need to look and seek this out. So, I mean, you can't get away from what the power of prayer is when you just look at anywhere in the Bible. Um, it's just crazy how prevalent it is. And, man, I, I even, in my prayers, I often just thank God for letting me be able to pray to him. If you think mm. about it, just because, like, mm-hmm. God made us, but he also made us in a way that we had a channel to talk to him. I mean, how amazing is that? Like, if I buy some fish, you know, and put them in a little bowl and put it on my desk or whatever, like, you know, I don't really care that they can't talk to me. They're just kind of cool well, <clears throat> creatures that, you know, I'm, I feel like maybe I'm in control of to some extent, even though I'm not. But um, you know what I mean? But like God, he's he. Oh, man, he just did so much more than just like put creations on this earth and said, look what I made. No, he built a relationship with us. He let us be able to pray back to him. Put his son on a cross so that it could be, he could bear our sins and have eternity with him like this is a god that loves us and he wants to know us and he he demands to know us i mean like he needs to know us and if we you know it's like if you're in a marriage and you don't talk to your spouse the marriage is dead like you're not gonna make it and it's it's critical like god wants to talk to us and know who we are and know what we need so that he can show his power and his glory through the promises he's made that he's going to answer them and he is going to take care of us. Yeah, because, you know, that, that I think that's it's the beauty of the relationship with God in that 
you know, we're not robots and, um, you know, God is not forcing us to do anything. Um, and because he's not forcing us to do a thing, then while God obviously knows how many hairs are on all of our collective heads, right? And how many of them are gray and how many of them we have colored away from being gray. Like he's got the whole, he knows everything, right? <laughs> so he knows, he knows very intimately what you're about. But there's, there's still, uh, even by example, that Jesus is telling us that we still, we still should talk to the Father, even though He knows. We should still have, uh, we should still have a relationship and have communication. And, and <clears throat> I definitely have to say that the relationship <laughs> is made possible because of His grace and because of who He is. I have to say that. Um, <laughs> but, but still. Um, he's, he, he, he appreciates us in coming back to him and speaking to him in prayer. And, and it's kind of, it's like a cycle, right? One piece is that he's made it possible so that we can even speak to him. Like you said, Jesse, you thank him that you're even able to speak to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, at this, at the same time, we're, we're really not even worthy to even say his name. However, um, he, he's made it possible that we should just be able to do that and be thankful that we can because he's allowed us to enter with boldness and have a conversation with him like that. What a great tension that's been created. But it's 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 amazing. Right. Because if you think of how a king works, just an, any king way back in the day, way back, wouldn't even allow people like us to approach him. Uh, but that. That's just not how he operates. That's not how his kingdom operates. Hmm. I was thinking of something Daniel said a second ago. Um, and I think he said one of the most powerful tools in the arsenal is prayer. So kind of how you outlined it, Jesse, you had all the armor. And then at the end, it was like, but remember, with all this armor on, you have to keep communication lines open. Um, and I would even say to your point, uh, Daniel, I got one of the things that the devil is probably most upset by is a praying Christian. Like one of the things that he's probably most irked by and wants to shut down the fastest is a praying Christian. Mm -hmm. Like someone, a believer in Jesus who really has faith and believes that Jesus and believes that God will answer um, just willing to keep praying because for all the folks out there, you know, listening and joining in, there's, there are always obstacles to prayer, right? There, there are always reasons why you feel like you can't. Uh, I, I know a, a woman who would always tell me that at the end of the day, she would feel unworthy to even because of her own life. Right. And, and again, that, God is removing those barriers and blockers so that we understand that it's his grace, it's his power that we're allowed to come to him. Because if it was ever based on how good we are, we would never be able to approach him. We'd never be able to open our mouth. Yeah. And so there are all these barriers. And I think Satan loves the barriers. Okay. You know? mm -hmm. he's, he's like, I love it when Daniel feels like, uh, like whatever it is in his heart that he can't approach God. Because, man, that, that'll keep his... That, those are prayers that need to be answered. Let's keep his mouth shut. Let's keep his mind too busy to be able to engage, you know. 
it seems like a, a definitely like a C.S. Lewis thing. You know, if, if you've ever read the screw tape letters where it's the devils that are like corresponding about their sub- subject that they're trying to, you know, win over. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the same the tact, right? It's like, you know, if I can just get him to, you know, to stop praying, then, you know, then I'll be successful. And then the other devil was, you know, that's kind of teaching him would say, oh, no, no, you don't have to get him to stop praying entirely. That's far too hard. Just get him to pray less. Hmm. That's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that. Julian, if you think about what you were saying in the context of like John 15, where Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches, abide in me. How do we maintain that connection, Hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that branch vine junction? How do we keep that open? It's through prayer. Like, that's that's the that's the way we keep that connection in place because we've got the word coming you know that's 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 god and christ and the spirit delivering his will to us but unless we're returning that communication that line through prayer right we're just going to shrivel up we're not going to be as effective we're not going to be as fervent we're not going to be as zealous as we should be when we just kind of shrivel up a little bit and it's all that one-way communication, we've got to go and bring our doubt and our fear and our hope and our joy and our, 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 our passion back to God because it directs all those things, right? Prayer directs our, our spirit in that way so that we can maintain that connection and that vitality and that that nourishment that we get to the vine as part of the branches that, that come off of that, that wellspring of, of power and, and, and support and, and sustenance that we get Mm -hmm. the spiritual uh, vitality that we get through Christ. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And praying doesn't have to be a complicated thing either. I think, you know, if you let it overwhelm you, then it's going to be a problem because like you said, Julian, you know, you'll, you'll just not want to pray because you just say, I can't do it right or I'm not good at it or whatever the thing is. But praying can take any form, really, um, and and accomplish something. Uh, there's a lot of times where, like, I'll just do like micro prayers, essentially. That's what I think of them as, where I'm just like, you know, walking and I, I look up at the sun and suddenly, you know, it's been raining in Seattle and I look at the sun and I'm like, oh man, I'm so thankful for the sun today. Thank you, God, for the sun. That was a prayer, right? Like you're, yeah. just, you're just taking a moment and you're just connecting yourself back to God, back to the creator, back to the mm-hmm. source. Or you've got a boss that's like, you know, like a meeting is not, maybe not going as well as you hoped and you're super stressed out or whatever and you don't know how, like, you know, you're going to make it through this thing. And you stop for a second, take a deep breath and just pray like, God, be with me. Help me through this. Boom. Mm-hmm. Like it could be, yeah, just, you know, don't let, if, if you're the kind of person that's, you know, timid about it or, or concerned about it, just, you know, make, make them make simple prayers, make them small, short, um, and just find a way to do something. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yet another barrier. And I like how you said it. Um, we're not going to do it right, you know. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid growing up and and I would start uh, saying prayers maybe publicly for people, you know, I remember there was all, there was all, this, all this pressure, you know, saying the right thing, you know, and you're like, oh, make sure I don't 
say something really crazy, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and it would, you know, it would really, it would kind of freak people out, you know, they would start to pray and they're like, okay, just don't say anything crazy. Keep it, keep it cool, you know, stick to the basics. And what ends up happening, you know, <laughs> what ends up happening is that the, you, you, you can fall into, um, you kind of fall into this uh, habit of just saying some things that you've said before or just saying or things before, that yeah. you've heard. Yeah, yeah. You're just rattling them off and you're like, swoop, good prayer. And you may mean some of these things. I'm definitely not going to say that you don't mean it, but you could also fall into a place where you really don't. You're just kind of doing the thing and you're just saying it and you're like, ah, prayer accomplished. But when I think about what you said, it's, oh man, I'm just going to be thankful for this thing. You don't have to go into like a long discourse to tell the Lord that you are appreciating what he's done, what he's made, you know? Um, yeah. When, you know, a minute ago I was talking about James, but there's that uh, in James 4, 13, um, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. You know, and it's, <laughs> and it's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's like suffering, pray. You know, it's not suffering, pray but when you pray make sure that you include these five elements in the prayer right right and, right. and you uh although all, all those things you know as we find examples in the bible we're like oh look at all these things that people pray about i think that's good but if those are blockers and barriers to us opening up our mouth and praying then we should just leave those out oh yeah how often have you tried so hard to follow like the proper form of a prayer that you like well I'm thinking of specifically like the, at, at the end, we usually say, you know, in Jesus's name, we pray, amen. Um, kind of praying through Jesus or through his name. So, but how often is that just tagged on? Like, that's just the ending of a prayer. Like you just like finish saying, praying what your prayer is. And then in Jesus name, we pray, amen. Mm. Like, just think about those last words. <laughs> yeah. What, what, think about what, what they did mean. you just skip over? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Give that some thought. Pray about oh, that. Oh man, that's a good one. I like the Romans eight prayer where it's the like, Lord, I have no idea what to pray here, Lord, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what this situation needs. Yeah. I wanted to yeah, as a like even a as a personal example, when we were uh when um you know, when, when Mike and Chloe came to our family, the thing is we we were praying it felt like all the time and because it you know it's it's kind of like a roller coaster man and i felt like we were always sort of like praying we're always like praying and praying and i felt like i was just all you know because something would happen and uh for, for context wife, this is when you, you guys adopted two children yes, yes. Yeah, yeah and so my wife would say okay okay we just got this info okay so we should pray and I wanted to have like, I felt like I needed to have something substantial in the prayer, but I didn't even know what to pray anymore. Like I, I didn't know what to say. And I felt like every time <laughs> I would go to pray, it would just be a hot mess, you know? And and I felt like I needed to get it right for, you know, all of us and uh, in, in what we were saying to God. And I'm not kidding, Daniel. I actually just started saying, starting with the Lord, I have no idea what I should be asking you right now, but I'm really <laughs> sure that we should be talking to you. And and I started to feel like, man, that's not, is that, is that reverent? But then I thought, no, it actually is. Cause all I'm saying is that I don't have any answer. 
Like he is literally the only person who has any answer. I'm just saying I'm dropping down on my knees because I don't know what else to do. And I firmly believe he oh, has I, the answer, I've... right? He's in control. <laughs> uh, but I was the Romans. I was, I was leaning on this one. I was like, I, I, I don't have anything here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I've prayed, I prayed that prayer hard last fall. Last fall was the first time I ever got fired. And when that happened, I prayed that prayer a lot because yeah. there was so much going on emotionally yeah. that I didn't trust myself to not pray amiss. Mm-hmm. And so all mm-hmm. I could do That's was cool. just, Lord, I've got to give this all to you and I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. Man, that's just such a good point. It's like, you know, you, you, you sort this out for me, please. Like... I know I've got things in there that I'm not sure I'm praying the right prayer right now because I think I'm, you know, am I praying selfishly? Am I doing this or that? Like, I don't know what, where to go here. Where's my like North here? <laughs> You're my North God. You take control, right? take the reins. Yeah. 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 And I love that. That That's what you're reading. Yeah. I, I was just going to read that. That's that part of Romans eight twenty six. It says, um, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks for reading that. I love that. I love the actual wording yeah. of it. It's so good. And the role of the Holy Spirit in prayer, like, I guess we can't talk about prayer and not, like, just at least mention that. I mean, um, I, for myself at least, like I, I feel like I don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit a lot of times, like I'm, like how to make sense of it in my mind. But I, I am 100% convinced that the Holy Spirit is super active in our prayer life, as this verse just mentioned. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something going on, and whatever it is, I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit is part of it because I think He makes it work. Yeah, it's a beauty beauty of it yeah cool i think i think prayer is a keeper i think we'll keep it in <laughs> prayer is a keeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's keep it in the list all right that, that was a good one <laughs> nice that that might be the finest closing we've had on seeker <laughs> <laughs> and we're done cut <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining in on this episode. I appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later.